It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic are a team with something to prove. We're going to talk about a few of the players that do have something to prove and what is there to prove it all. We'll get to that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is September 12th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming to you from the past. Uh, I'm, I'm pre-recording a few episodes uh, for this week uh, because I'm on vacation. I'm out of town. I'm not able to record. So if you're looking for a Eurobasket update, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Still following the action at Eurobasket on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as at Oh, Magic Daily. But we still got plenty to talk about. We're still in the basketball desert. The NBA season coming up ahead. We're going to talk about players uh, that have something to prove this year. Two players in particular. Um, we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Plus, great national podcast too, like Locked On NBA. NFL season has begun, of course. Um, by the time this gets published, it'll have begun. It hasn't begun yet for me. Um, tell me who win- Tell me who wins now, so I can bet on prize picks or whatever. Um, check out the great Locked On NFL podcast, including Locked On Bucks and Locked On Jaguars, to get you all caught up on the NFL season. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This is a young Orlando Magic team, and, and and I think that I think that there is a, a very healthy chip on this team's shoulder. Um, I think that there's a very healthy feeling of this is a this is a prove it season. Um, and, and before we get to individual players, let's start with that basic concept. Um, this is a season for the Orlando Magic to prove a lot to everybody, uh, to prove a lot to the league. Um, you know, we, we just we just finished a trio of episodes. We did a three-part episode uh, from a Twitter space that I held on Tuesday after uh, fr- after uh, uh, Germany's game against uh, Slovenia. Um, and, and, you know, really, I, I could feel, and I, I feel this not just on the Twitter spaces that I, that I hosted last week. Um, I, I feel this... When I talk to Magic fans on Twitter, when, when I read the comments, I do read all your comments here on these videos, uh, on the podcast. Um, uh, thank you, for everyone, for the comments. Thank you, everyone, for letting me know all the technical issues that I've been having. I apologize for those. I, I think I fixed most of them this this time around. Um, but 
there is a, a general level of excitement about what this team is and what this team can be. Um, there's a lot of people who believe this team is ready to take a significant step forward. And 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 I, I, I see this truthfully. While I don't think that this is the year the Magic make the leap to the playoffs, or I'm not willing to, to bet or predict that that's going to happen, this team absolutely has the talent to be a playoff team. This team absolutely is better than the 22 wins they had last year. And, and, and I think everyone on the team knows it. And I think everyone uh, associated with the Magic that watches this team understands how talented and how good this team can be. And, and frankly, that's really exciting. Let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush on that. It's really exciting to have uh, uh, to have a team that that very clearly has a future um, and, and has a direction and seems like it is going places. Now, it's got to get there. That part's not easy. This is, this is the hard part right now is, is figuring it out. And, and, and as I've said, and as I, this is the metaphor I will probably use throughout the course of the year, last season was about assembling some of the pieces and, and, and having an idea of what this puzzle is. This season is about figuring out what the picture on the box looks like. We got to know what the picture looks like so we can start putting the puzzle together. That's what this season is. And, you know, maybe it is really easy. Maybe it's really obvious how these pieces fit together. I mean, it very well could be. But this is a young team that has to make its way. You know, look, we talked about NBA 2K ratings. I hope everyone's enjoying NBA 2K23. Don't get too far ahead of me. Uh, I'll be playing when I get when I get home on Friday. Um, but... Uh, um, it's very easy to tell from the national narratives and from the way that everyone's talking about talking about this team that, A, nobody has really watched this team. There's a lot of misperceptions. You know, as, as rosy and as optimistic as we might be about some of these players, there's a lot of just overall pessimism or just not understanding of how players fit. If I have to read one more time that Markel Fultz isn't the starting point guard, I'm going to be a little annoyed by that. I'm not going to lie. Or that Markel Fultz... Can't play because he can't shoot. Like that, you're not you're not watching him play. This is all just to say that yes, the Magic are are, are such are while they have a lot of talent. I think a lot of people are excited for what they have. Not a lot of people are expecting much from them right now, and so they in turn have a lot to prove. They in turn have a lot to. to say to the rest of the league, to the rest of the NBA. And in many ways, this is a, a prove-it year for everyone. It's not just a prove-it year to create that their pecking order and where they stand among the among their peers in the NBA, among their other teams that are rebuilding, because essentially they're supposed to be on the same track or on the same path. And as much as I hate doing this, a lot of Magic fans compared Orlando's rebuild to Boston's rebuild, and Boston obviously raced ahead of Orlando if, if that's comparison if that's the comparison we're gonna make. I would always warn people don't compare rebuilds. They happen at their own pace. Um but this is a team that has a lot to prove. A lot of questions and doubts they've got to put to rest. Whether that is consistency from Jalen Suggs or consistency from Cole and a lot of it's just consistency. Though that's gonna be the word of the season is consistency. What what can this team do? What can these players do every single night? What is their level? You know, uh, it's it's uh, you know John Denton used to tell me something. Chuck Daly used to say all the time that you know water always finds its level. Um, you know, so you see these big you know you you 
you get a cup of water, you swish it around, it, it, it swirls and it reaches peaks and it comes down to valleys. Eventually it settles down. It settles in. And that's where the team actually exists. As they exist at that level. This team has to find its level. And, and again, it's, it's not going to be fully realized because they're so young, but it has to find that space. And at the end of the day, as good as the vibes are around this team, as much as everybody on this team loves each other, there are going to be real fights for playing time and for attention and for uh, a place on this team. You know, it, it, it certainly could happen, but it is very unlikely that this is the team that's going to lead the Magic to a championship. Or this is the group that's going to get us there. You know, even if Orlando has a really good season, they'll add another draft pick next year. That will push someone out. You know, we talked a little bit about it last week. You know, the Magic re-signed Bull Bull, which suggests they want to use him. They want him around. But where does he actually fit into this equation? Where does Chuma Okiki actually fit into this equation? I know it's something that I've brought up before that, you know, yes, Chuma's important because Jonathan Isaac's probably not going to play every every game this year, but the Magic are going to play Jonathan Isaac, and that's, you know, barring injuries, at least with a fully healthy team, is going to push Someone, you know, in my opinion, most likely Chumo Kiki, out of the rotation. A lot of these things, a lot of these internal questions are going to get resolved in training camp and going to get resolved as far, you know, with injuries that happen through the course of the year. Um, Opportunities will present themselves. You know, Gary Harris being hurt is an opportunity for a Cole Anthony, for a Jalen Suggs, for for an RJ Hampton, for a Caleb Houston. To get, op- to, to get opportunity and kind of fill that space. The team needs someone to lift, lift themselves up and fill that space. It's a, there's a lot for these guys to prove because at the end of the day, this is still a 22-win team that has proven nothing. As excited, as, as, as optimistic, as much as we believe what this team can be, there's still a lot more this team needs to do. And so today... I want to highlight two players that have a lot to prove. Two players that this season is actually really important for the course of their careers um, and and what they ultimately do. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a brand new flavor out there right now. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, like literally they're, they're on the top, you, you can see them. And of course, they're covered in 1% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run, do not walk, run, maybe after watching this this episode, to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat where you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself. No shame in that. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's so good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits too. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. 
Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get your Built Bar today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now, um, Bleacher Report, uh, uh, The Athletic, sorry, it was The Athletic. Um, I don't want to associate Athletic and Bleacher Report, please forgive me. Um, One of these these websites, let's just just leave it at that. One of these websites came out with um, a list or, or, or a quotable of which players on each team has the most to prove. Um, this coming season, um, we're going to get to their choice in our second segment and this in the final segment of the show, um, because I, I really think the answer for who has the most to prove on this roster is is fairly straightforward. And again, there are a lot of guys that have a lot to prove. You know, Wendell Carter's got to build off of a really good season last year. You know, Franz Wagner was one of the best rookies in the in his draft class, but nobody seems to be talking about him. Um, Markel Fultz has never had a healthy summer. Uh, a healthy full summer uh, to get better coming off the ACL injury. Obviously, he's got a lot to get to. Jonathan Isaac is Jonathan Isaac and just needs to play. Um, these are all young players that are really working to establish themselves in the league. But to me, no player on this roster is going to see and feel such a major change as Cole Anthony. And I, and I feel like, I, I know I'm guilty of this, of looking past Cole a little bit and looking past him and seeing, um, you know, a player that maybe we're pigeonholing a little bit. I, I, I will I will cop to that. Um, but a player who has done a lot um, has been a major player for this team, but whose role is really about to shift. Look, Cole Anthony has been thrown into the fire thrown into the deep end, and he has done as well as you can expect. For a guy who is, you, you know, he probably, his talent outpaces his, his draft position, the 16th, the 15th overall pick in the 2020 draft, but, and, and certainly he's outperformed that draft position too, but he has done all that this team could ask for and a whole lot more. He was supposed to come off the bench behind Markel Fultz's rookie year. He was supposed to be that microwave scorer off the bench. But within the first week of the season, he was thrown into the starting lineup. Then the whole roster shifted around him, and he was dependent on to be the team's leading scorer. He was the team's leading scorer last year. That's, it's, it's, it's hard to remember that because um, there are so many things to be excited about, but he was the team's leading scorer last year. And, and yes, he looked like an all-star through the first quarter of the season with some of the scoring performances he put on. 
This dude is a scorer at heart. But as much as last season's roster was certainly not built to win, it was not built to win in part because Cole Anthony had to be the leading scorer for the team. I'm a big believer of this, uh, and so, you know, that that may sound like I'm, I'm knocking him, and I'm certainly not. My belief is that most bad teams are not bad because they have bad players. Um, there are, there, honestly, there are very few bad NBA players. There are very few. There are definitely some that are just like, what is he doing here? But there are very few bad NBA players. What there are, and I think what makes bad teams bad, is not that they don't have you know capable NBA players. It's that they rely on players to do more than they're capable. It's about role. It's about where they fit into the ecosystem. Um, we talk about it a lot, about how, oh, that player struggles as a primary option on his team, but would be really good as a second or third option on a really good team. You know, it, it's, it's that kind of talk that I'm, that I'm getting at. Cole Anthony has had to be the leading scorer and main creator on this team. And I think we could say after two years, and, and it's not that he can't get better at it, I think we could say after two years that, that you're probably not going to win a lot of games if Cole Anthony is that guy. Again, that's not that he's bad. It's not, I'm not saying he's bad. He has done, he's performed admirably in that role. He's been asked to do something that his talent just may not allow him to do at an NBA level. And so now you have to start asking yourself, okay, well, A, how do we get in more talented players to slot people into the right roles? It's a big thing that I've talked a little bit about with Paolo Bencaro. If Paolo Bencaro can be the number one option, can be the number one scorer, be the number one creator, then all of a sudden players fit into roles a lot easier. Then it becomes a little bit easier to crystallize what the rest of the roster looks like. I still think the Magic's offense this year is going to be fairly egalitarian um, and, and be fairly balanced. There'll be a different leading scorer almost every night. Um, but... Nonetheless, I think you do need that pecking order, and that's kind of what the Magic have struggled to to define over the last decade of of the franchise. So the question then entering this season for Cole Anthony is, can he accept and can he perform in that smaller role? Can he do the things that he is really good at as the almost starring player, as the main creator, in a different setting, in a different circumstance? I think a lot of us who look at this team say Cole Anthony would be a great sixth man. The shooting efficiency isn't as much of a problem as a sixth man um, because you know you can chuck a little bit and, and your, your minutes are less and, and, and the potential for you to get hot, we see this with Terrence Ross a lot, the potential for you to get hot kind of outweighs any efficiency questions. That's why Terrence Ross is really good off the bench, to be perfectly honest, because second units are not typically as strong and so you can make a few more mistakes in those minutes. Um, or you can cover for those mistakes a little bit easier is probably a better way to put it. Having said that, um, of course, you know you want more efficient players. Efficiency is always good, and, and that's an area Cole Anthony has to work on, just like he has to continue improving his defense and his passing, both of which were a lot better last year, although certainly uh, you know, an area of, of continued improvement. And so this is what Cole Anthony has to prove. Um, if we all agree that Markel Fultz is probably the starting point guard next season. Cole Anthony could easily slot in as, as the two with Gary Harris out, but I, I, I don't see the Magic doing that. I think the Magic do view Cole Anthony as a super sixth man. And so, 
the question, and really I think the big narrative that we'll be following, and we'll start player outlooks when I get back on the podcast here, uh, when I get back from vacation, I, I think honestly one of the big narratives facing the Magic and facing Cole Anthony is, what is his ideal NBA role? Very clearly, he's a guy that can get you 16 a night uh, on a bad on a bad team, but can get you 16 a night if you give him the opportunity, give him the free reign to shoot and to be that star player. That's not bad, but we've seen over the last two years that that's not necessarily going to win you basketball games if Cole Anthony's the guy doing it. Again, maybe he takes the leap, maybe things change. Sitting here today, halfway through his rookie contract, I'm not willing to say that. But... If he goes to the bench, if he can accept and play that six-man role effectively, then all of a sudden the outlook for him changes. It's not just about the, the uh, potential to make more money as a free agent. It, it, it's it's about knowing what his role is on a winning team. And that's what we don't know about Cole Anthony. If the Magic have to run another season where Cole Anthony is the starting point guard, where he is um, the main scorer... You know, obviously you want to see improvement. Um, If that's the role he has to play, that's the role he has to play. If that's the role he earns, that's the role he earns. And you want to see, you'll want to see him improve and get better um, if that is the case. But for him and for his future, that's not where he's going to be. He's not one of the 30, 35, 40 best players in the league that can lead a franchise. And so, Seeing him play that role, even if he improves, is not really going to tell us much. It's not going to tell us what his future is. It maybe shows us the upper bounds of the ceiling and what he can do on a, on, on a random night, but the regular season is about consistency. That That's the word for the season, consistency. And so the question then becomes, what can he do every night? What can he do to contribute to a winning team? And that's what he has to prove this year whether it's improved and more efficient three-point shooting, whether it's accepting and playing a secondary role, being willing to come off the bench, being willing to be that that microwave off the bench, playing under more control, becoming a better passer, becoming a, a better defender. He has to prove a lot. Honestly, and, and again, this is this is a challenge as much as anything. It's, it's not that I dislike him as a player. He's a very good player. Um... It's figuring out what his role is for the rest of his career. That's what this season is. But Cole Anthony is not the only guard that has a lot to prove this season. There's someone else who has his work cut out for him uh, as he moves into his next year. We'll talk about Jalen Suggs coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've 
said a lot about Jalen Suggs. I know a, a, a couple weeks ago I did uh, I did a whole podcast on how Jalen Suggs needs to improve his shooting, and 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 that really is at the center of any discussion we can have about Suggs and and, and his abilities right now. He has to become a better shooter. That 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 just unlocks everything. And you know he's a rookie. Um, things are going to slow down for him, and and that's going to help. But you know the big question, and I got asked this on on the Spotify uh, on our not Spotify on our Twitter Spaces the, last week. Um, I got asked this, and and you know I gave an answer. It made me think, and I wrote a post about it. It's up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Is how do we reassess Jalen Suggs right now? So you know in that article I mentioned from the Athletic, Jalen Suggs was the player that they picked to have the most to prove for the Orlando Magic. Um, and to some extent, they're right. Um, the, the things they cited was, you know, among the top picks, he had the worst rookie year. There were some plenty of good signs. His defense was really, really good. But his shooting was all over the place, if, if always at the bottom of the, of the shooting scale. Um, and he has a lot of work to do to kind of take his game up a notch, to take his game to that next level. And that is 100% true. He's got a lot of work to do, um, and and he's got to get to that work and, and and improve in very significant ways. To be perfectly honest, but to me, he's a rookie. He's going to get better. Inevitably, he's going to get better. But the real question about Jalen Suggs is not about whether he will get better. It's still about what he can become. Um, I've mentioned this. I'll. I'll posit this theory again. The way I view Jalen Suggs um, changed last year, to be perfectly honest. Um, The way I view Jalen Suggs, I don't see him as a surefire all-star. When the Magic drafted him fifth overall last year, we felt like it was mana from heaven. Magic fans danced in the aisles at the Amway Center when the Raptors picked Scotty Barnes, knowing they were going to get Jalen Suggs. That's how much hype was around Jalen Suggs on draft night and in the draft process. You know, you can go look at respected guys. Sam Vecini of The Athletic had Jalen Suggs number two on his board that year. Um, everyone's a little confused about why Jalen Suggs struggled so much his rookie year. And I don't think anyone's willing to call him a bust because he still does a lot of really good things. But I think they, and, 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 and I agree with this, probably downgraded his upper bound potential. I know I mentioned this on the Twitter spaces and it was something that I did look up uh, early in the season last year, because Jalen Suggs was struggling. I was like, you know, I remember John Morant struggling early in his career. I remember Donovan Mitchell struggling early in his career. I'm curious how their first two weeks paired up with Jalen Suggs, because I, I do did remember them struggling, and, and they did in fact struggle. It took them a little while to find that consistency. But what was clear very early on, within the first two, maybe three weeks of the season of their rookie seasons, they had these big burst games. These games where they scored 25, 20 points. These games where they really showed their potential. And I remember I did this article maybe two weeks into the season, and I was like, Jalen Suggs hasn't had that game yet. He hasn't he hasn't had that kind of very clear moment of like, oh, he's gonna get it. And honestly, throughout, you know, he had the 21-point game against Toronto early in the season, so maybe that counts. He had a 19-point game against New York, where he made a bunch of big plays down the stretch to win that game. Maybe that counts. There wasn't just this clear epiphany moment. Um, I, I do remember when I wrote that article and I saw that that kind of trend. I was just like, 
Jalen Suggs hasn't had that moment yet. So I think what's happened with Jalen Suggs is, is, is I think a lot of us have downgraded our expectations for him and, and what role we ultimately see him playing. He's no longer a runaway superstar. Still maybe a core part of this team, but not completely untradeable anymore. Um, and a guy that we're kind of starting to define a role for that isn't star. Now look, he still has all-star potential. That stuff doesn't just go away. The NBA is extremely tough and brutal. He's going to get better for having gone through the struggles. And this season is important for him, and it is a prove-it season. It is, it is a season where he has a lot to prove. This is a season where he's going to have to step up various aspects of his game and get himself back on track. Again, it may not be at the star level necessarily, but it is... Um, it is uh, 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 something that he needs to step up and, and take some significant steps forward with. Um, that's that's really the best way to describe it. Um, that he has to take some meaningful step meaningful steps forward. For Suggs, I see his role now as as still a potential All Star, but yes. He, I want him to be Marcus Smart. And and I think if we would have said that on draft night, we would have thought we would have been disappointed because that's not what we thought he was. Right now, if he's Marcus Smart, hey, that's still a really good career. That's still a really valuable player. He's a really good defender, especially for a rookie. Um, but that's an entirely different player than we thought we were getting. And right now, what Jalen Suggs has to do, in, in much the same way like we talked about Cole Anthony earlier, he has to define what his future is going to be for himself. Because after a certain point, the team starts believing, okay, this is what you are. Um, you know, Rob Hennigan would say, you are kind of are what you are by the end of your rookie contract. And, and I think there is some truth to that. I don't think it's a, a hard and fast rule, but I think there is some truth to that. Each year, each game is a data point that tells you this guy can't get from this level to that level. And, and that's, that's part of the story here for Jalen Suggs is that window, that doorway of stardom isn't closed for him, but it is shutting. And if he wants to get through it, he's got to play his way through it. Because at a certain point, that door does shut and, and you get trapped in a different room or you get, or, or, or not trapped, but I'm taking this metaphor too far. You get placed somewhere else and the team starts to think maybe he isn't our shooting guard of the future. Maybe he is someone we include in a trade and sell another team on this potential as we try to improve. That's the truth. And unfortunately, the NBA, every game, every year is a time to reevaluate and reassess everything about your team and your roster, especially if there's success, especially to figure out successes, to figure out failures, everything else. Jalen Suggs has caught in that crosshair this year. There is something to it. He has a lot to prove. Because he's still a very, very talented player who has to take a significant step up. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on... You can follow, follow me. You can, For the latest on the online magic, there it is. Um, check us out at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Definitely check out Orlando Magic Daily for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Like I said, I'm currently on vacation, so I'm broadcasting this to you from the past. Um, so I don't have Eurobasket results to share with you on this podcast, but you can check out the latest on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as any breaking news that happens. I apologize. Uh, I did want to make sure I got some podcasts out. Um, I'm going to aim for three episodes this week, including today. Um, we'll definitely have one more. Um, the third one might depend on how much time I have. I have to get all my work done essentially before the before the 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 hungry hungry Germany game. Um and then of course Orlando City. Uh hopefully hopefully we're talking as US Open Cup champs here, but we'll see. Um I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. Uh again for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. For the latest news and rumors of the NBA in just 30 minutes every day, check out Locked On NBA. That's your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Still going daily here during the NBA desert. We're almost there, almost to training camp. We'll start doing player outlooks and talking more specifically about players and what to expect this season and the stories this season coming up next week uh, when I return from vacation. You know, kind of kind of touched on it today, but but we'll see. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For the Lender Magic, here at Locked on Magic. This is the Magic Cross and Rush. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast app. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.